0: And so, today, I want to talk about a fresh start. Kids are going back to school tomorrow. Parents, if you glad, whoo, I didn't even have to tell y'all. The other two services, I had to say, if you glad, clap your hands. Y'all just, hey man, it's about time. Let me see your hands if you glad the kids go back to school tomorrow. Raise your hand, keep them high. All right, keep your hands up, keep your hands up. All right, look around. You see everybody who don't have their hands up? They don't have no school-age kids. <laughs> amen, amen. We are so glad that school is starting tomorrow. Uh, and I want to talk about a fresh start because in a lot of ways, school, for many people, is a fresh start. Uh, you know, it's, it's a new beginning uh, for both kids and for parents. And uh, especially for the kids, it's kind of an opportunity to start over again. i never forget, when I was in school, man, the only reason why I really looked forward to beginning a new school year is because I had the opportunity to get right all of the things that I messed up the year before. And I'll never forget, I would go into each school year, and, bro, Eric, I would say, you know what? This year... I'm doing it big. I, I'm not playing no more. I'm dropping bombs on them, A bombs. And I would go into the school year, like, man, I'm so determined. And I would do, I'm doing all my homework. And my, I was always like an average student, like 2.5, 2.0. And the reason why is because I never studied and I never did any of my homework. And so every year, I'd be like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm getting that 3-0 this year. I'm not playing. I'm smart enough, and I'm going to show them I'm smart enough. And so I go to school, and I would get all A's for like the first week. (laughs) And then it was all downhill from there. I, I just remember being so excited about the fact that I had a fresh start and a fresh opportunity to start school all over again. And this reminded me, you know, it's a fresh start for kids, but watch this. For many of us adults, here's the message I want you to take home today. This last half of the year can be a fresh start for you, too. You know, raise your hand if you made a New Year's resolution. Come on. All right. Raise your hand if you kept your New Year's resolution. All right. Now raise your hand if you like me, you don't even remember what your New Year's resolution was. Amen. You don't even remember what it was. Do you know the awesome thing about God? Is that we don't have to wait until the new year to get a fresh start. The awesome thing about God is that at any time... When the Holy Spirit prompts us, we, we can begin all over again and God will pick up with us right where we are. And I want to just point that out to you today, kind of tell you how that happens and so on and so forth and some key things about it. The nation of Israel were God's chosen people and, you know, they kept going through these cycles where they would get in trouble with God and then they would mess up and God would warn them and they wouldn't get it right, and then God would punish them, and then they would say, oh, we're sorry, we're not going to do it no more, we promise, please let us out from under this heat, and then God would let them out from under it, and then they would do it again, and he would warn them, and they wouldn't stop, and he would punish them, and then, you know, they would say we're sorry all over again, and he would let them all out again, and throughout the history of the Children of Israel and throughout the Old Testament, you see this cycle where over and over again, children of Israel are kind of, you know, messing up, repenting, going into punishment and then then coming out and then messing up again and then going into punishment and then repenting again and over and over and over and over and over. Well, in the book of Isaiah, we find the children of Israel. And this time, God really got sick and tired of being sick and tired. And he tells the children of Israel, this time you're going to be in Babylonian captivity for 70 years. 70. He tells them, get comfortable because this ain't going to be over soon. I'm tired of your sin. I'm tired of you messing up. I'm, I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. You're going to be here for a minute. And he sends them into captivity for a period of 70 years. And in the first 39 chapters of Isaiah, you see God pronouncing judgment. But then in chapter 41 through chapter 66, it moves from God passing judgment to God giving the children of Israel hope. Where he starts telling them, this is not it for you. I still have plans for you. I'm still going to do great, mighty things through you and for you. And they got to a period where they had been in captivity for a while and they were kind of like, you know, We cannot see where God has a future for us. We cannot see where God has a plan for us. Based on our past and based on our situation right now, it seems as though God is through with us. And who can blame him because he's been through this with us? over and over and over again and they were kinda murmuring and complaining and down and out and they had lost hope for their future because of what they were in right now that was based upon what they had done in the past stop pause rewind they had lost hope for their what future because of what they were going through when right now and that was based upon what they had done where in the past. And so God sends the prophet Isaiah to him, and he tells them this in chapter 43, verse 18 and 19. Watch what he says. Do not remember the former things. In other words, Israel, forget about the past. Forget about what's gone on in your past, nor consider the things of old. It's like he reiterates it. Don't, don't think about what's happened in your past. And then this is what he tells them: 19 behold I will do a what? new thing now it shall spring forth shall you not know it it will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert in other words what God was telling the children of Israel was listen you are caught up on your past and the fact that you're caught up on your past has got you down and out right now and because you're down and out right now you don't have any hope for the future and God sends the prophet Isaiah by to tell them listen I still got a plan for you I still got a bright future for you there's still hope for you and as a matter of fact you think what you saw me do in the past was big time wait till you see what I got planned for your future you see the good thing about God is his relationship with Israel was not based on who they were, but it was based on who he was. And what he was saying to him was, because my relationship with you is based on not who you are and what you do, but based on who I am and what I do, it don't matter how bad you messed up. It don't matter what your past looks like. There is a future for you. It ain't messed up based on how you messed up. I know the plans I have for you. And they are to prosper you and not to harm you. He says, forget about the past. Okay, you got a past. So, welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. You got to pass. What are you saying, Pastor Nate? What I'm saying is, there are many people who are gathered here on the sound of my voice. And you know what's killing your future? The fact that you got a pass. And every time you think about, or go to think about, what God might want to do with you, through you, and for your life, you start thinking about your past. I messed up my relationship. Because I messed up my relationship. I got to settle for a relationship that I really didn't want, but it's a warm body. (laughs) At least I got somebody to love, at least I'll get somebody. I messed up my finances. Because I messed up my finances, I got to settle for being broke for the rest of my life. At least I'm eating pork and beans. (laughs) I messed up my job. Because I messed up my job, I ain't going to never get another good job. But hey, there's always minimum wage. No, man. God says you need need to stop dwelling on the past. And what he tells Israel is this is your right now because of your past, but this ain't it. He tells them, this is your right now because of your past, but I need you to know, this ain't it. This is now, but this ain't it. This is now, but this is not all there is to you. See, here's what you got to understand. God is far more interested in your future than he is in your past. Church people will have you believe that all God is interested in and all he wants to know is how bad you messed up. And depending on how bad you messed up, that determines how much God want to deal with you in the future. Let me tell you something. Can I tell y'all something? They lying. God didn't say that. People said that. Religion said that. God said it don't matter who you are or what you've done. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Behold, old things have passed away and all things have become brand new. God says, Israel, I'm going to do a new thing. Yeah, you, you, you're not over. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this, parents. Some of you parents need to be telling your kids right now going into school. Yeah, you, you failed last year. That's now. But that ain't it your grades were not as good as they should have been last year and you got to deal with that now but but I'm telling you right now that ain't it you, you got to work harder than most other kids and you still don't get the best grades and you still only manage to keep your head just above water but God still has great things for you don't you limit yourself Don't you tell yourself that you can't be something great. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That's right now. But that's not it. Because my God can do anything. And you know what it boils down to? It boils down to our faith. Listen, 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 listen. You got to have big faith. So that you can dream big dreams. The reason why you got to dream big dreams is so that you can set big goals. The reason why you got to set big goals is so that you can perform big tasks. So you set, you have big faith, and based on that big faith, you dream big what? Dreams. And based on those big dreams, you set big what? Goals. And based on those big goals, you perform big what? Task. Now watch this. Without the dreams, without the faith and the dreams and the goals, the tasks just leave you hopeless. And for many of us, we've resigned ourselves to living everyday life just performing tasks. And they have no dreams, no hopes, no goals, no faith attached to them, and we can't figure out why we're miserable. We wake up every morning to go to work to perform the task of making a living. To come home and deal with the kids. To go to bed early enough so that we can wake up early enough to perform the task of going to work. To come home and perform the task of being a mother or a father so that we can go to bed early enough to get up early enough to perform the task of going to work. So that we can get home and perform the task of being a husband or a wife. So that we can go to bed early enough to get up the next morning and do it all over again. And we're miserable. And we're hopeless. And every day we say to ourselves, man, this ain't living this is stress this is boring this is dead lord when did my life become this i'll tell you when your life became that is when your task stopped being attached to goals and dreams and faith now watch this it starts with god-sized faith it starts with how big you think your god is what does that mean pastor that means that i have to have big faith I have to really believe that God is who he says that he is and will do what he says he will do. What does that look like? Watch this. Watch this. I want you to get this. I want you to get this. I said this before. We we separate our faith. We got the faith we pray with. Let me move this back because if I fall, y'all not going to help me. Y'all going to laugh. And then I got the faith that I act with. And if you were to hear me praying with my praying faith, you would swear I had the faith of Elijah. Because if you hear us praying, oh God, I believe that your word is true. I believe that you're going to make me lend lender and not the borrow. I believe, Father, in your name that by your stripes I'm healed. I believe, Lord, that you will do and can do all that you said you can do. And if you heard us praying, oh, my God, we got mountain-sized faith. But if you see us acting, and and we like to compartmentalize it, where we got our praying faith, and then we got our acting faith. But there's no such thing as a compartmentalized faith. You only get one faith. And the Bible says that faith without works and so when my faith doesn't show up on my job, when my faith doesn't show up in how I handle my marriage, when my faith doesn't show up in how I handle my relationships and my kids and then I go over here to my prayer closet and I can't figure out why my prayers are not being answered even though I'm telling God that I have this big faith. The reason why is because if faith without works is a dead faith, you praying with a dead faith. The same faith that you pray with ought to show up on the job. And when God says, don't say that to your boss, don't say that to your wife. it ought to show up in your marriage and when it says husbands love your wives like christ loved the church and care for her and give yourselves for her it ought to show up when it's time to do that it ought to show up oh it's quiet now thank god i don't preach for amens it ought to show up when it says wives submit yourselves to your husband it ought to show up when it says, Parents, teach your children the scripture. That same faith where you were believing God when you were praying ought to show up in your actions in obedience to what His Word says. And when that happens, now you got a big faith. A faith that says, I can be obedient, I can do what He told me to do. Why? Because my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory somebody ought to encourage yourself you ought to tell yourself that my faith says that this is now but this ain't it God's not through in my life I can dream big dreams I can have big goals and I can see myself accomplishing big things because This is now. But my faith in God says, this ain't it for me. God bless you with heads bowed. Thank you, Lord. With our heads bowed, Father, you're an awesome God. Thank you for your word, for who you are. Lord, and I just pray that You would cause us to focus on our future in you rather than on what's going on right now because of our past. Help us to realize, like you told Israel, that you got new things for us. We can dream big dreams and we can set big goals. Not because of who we are, but because of who you are in our lives heads bowed and eyes closed big faith begins with a relationship demonstrating big faith begins with a relationship with Jesus Christ it all starts with knowing him religion says in order to know him you got to do first you got to do this You got to stop doing that. Hear people tell me all the time. I don't go to church. Because I'm not going to fake. When I get it all together. Then I'll come. Tell them you'll you'll never come. Jesus never said. To have it all together before you come.